This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. Good evening and welcome everyone. I am Michelle Barber and you are listening to Stand Up Straight where we aim to provide a vehicle for the allied supporters to stand up for our GLB, T&I community to encourage and create greater inclusion, share stories, give advice, create dialogue or introduce a new way of thinking but most importantly to facilitate change towards greater acceptance of our rainbow family in all its shapes and sizes. So big thank you to the gorgeous Chris and Cam for some great music and a bit of banter and chatter and uh, gossip as always and for the Informer team that uh, bring us up to date on everything that's happened around uh, the world and locally each day and to Stephanie for the news that we just heard now. So tonight we've got a full studio, which is a really nice feeling actually because uh, the conversations take a bit of a different, uh, different shape when there's lots of people in the studio. So I'm joined tonight, as always, by Clayton. Good evening. And Beck. Hello. Oh, and Stephanie Hello, Michelle. Who may be not quite as nervous as she was the other day, but he's going to be panelling for us tonight. So thank you, Stephanie, for um, panelling for us tonight. All right. Fingers crossed, everyone. You will be fine. Maybe don't cross them, Steph. It might be harder <laughs> to touch the buttons. <laughs> well done. So tonight's program is titled Parenting the Same Sex Way and a little controversial maybe, and yet the title kind of implies that there's a difference, whereas parenting's parenting, regardless of who they are, good, bad or any other way. Tonight we're joined by someone familiar to some of our Joy listeners. She was one of the hosts of Around the World in 80 Gays and Anne-Louise who will share her news, her experience and help to shatter the illusion that same-sex parents are anything different to every single other parent. So Anne-Louise is a chatterbox, so we can let her talk now. Good evening, Hello. How are you all keeping? We're all keeping really, really well. So tell us 
what your news is and why you might be in our little studio this evening. Uh, well, my news is that I'm 22 weeks pregnant today. Yeah, we should have had that applause ready. We'll find that. We- that'll do, that'll do. Spontaneous <laughs> applause. So um, we've got one of the lovely things about having you in the studio is I think you, we would call you... No holds barred, and Louise. We can probably ask you anything. Yeah, fire you say? away. Yeah, going to ask you. There's no particular order with any of these questions, but um, who did you tell? Uh, your partner is Robin. Yep. Who did you tell first? The two of you, or did you tell somebody first? Or um, there was actually a girl in work who um, was with me through because we conceived through IVF attempted IUI and then IVF eventually. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a rigmarole. And okay, so let's back to it. So how does that discussion get had perhaps between you and your partner? Do you have this discussion about Look, when what I when do? I first met Robin 7 years ago, I I was quite straight with her. You know, I was like I want to have children in 4 years. Are you okay with that? And she was like, <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah, okay, I guess so. 4 yeah, 4 years sounds okay." <laughs> then 4 years came and went. And it was like, we were just having a good time and it wasn't the right time for us. Mm. And I think, I think really like any other parent, there's never really a right time mm. to do it. And I think the biggest prompt for us was that I'm 37 this year. So I think that kind of forced us to make a decision quickly, whether we wanted to embark on this, because we knew this journey would probably be longer mm. than a heterosexual couple. I don't know, you know, people have fertility issues and stuff as well, but we knew that it would be a bit more involved than, mm. than you know how, how easy it can us. be how some how easy yeah. it can be for some um heterosexual couples so anyway we knew there was going to be stuff involved so we had to kind of get going on it so we embarked on it uh around this time last year mm. um just with consultations and various other things and we we knew ourselves that um that we didn't want to have a third person involved in um in creating our child can we ask? Can I ask why? Um, look, I there's there's a few different reasons why. Um, you know, I've heard some good stories and I've heard bad stories about knowing who the donor is. And the good stories are you've got a beautiful rainbow family, mm. and you know the the biological father tends to act like a like an uncle figure where mm. they they're involved in the child's life, but they're, they're not in the decision making process. Um, but the problem with that is, is that if that relationship breaks down, you don't really have a lot of backup. Mm-hmm. So for us, it was a bit of a no brainer. And we didn't have anybody. We didn't have anybody special like that in our lives that we really wanted to or felt that we could ask. Yeah. Because I think you have to feel comfortable asking somebody to do that because it's a big ask. Absolutely. It is a big ask. Just come backtracking a little bit mm-hmm. um, further. What are the actual options for you? The options for us, well, there's, there's, the first option is you can have regular sex with yeah. a with a man with a, with somebody you know. Um, there is, you can get somebody you know involved, and you can what people call turkey based. You can just yep. take fresh sperm and go for it and mm. see what happens. And then the next step, sort of, would be. Um, you can take frozen sperm and do the same process so you and your partner can be in control of that at home. Um, and that can be with a donor, with a known or an unknown donor if you want to do it that way. Um, the next step would be IUI, which is where you get um, clinical assistance. So basically, 
there's a whole process of donor selection. This is in Victoria and my experience only, like it does very wildly across mm. the country. So um, the there is an IUI program where you, you basically get a list of, of potential donors. What's, what's IUI? Sorry, IUI is interuterine insemination. Okay. So basically it's kind of like getting a pap smear done, mm. except um, they just in- inject a catheter up your um, cervix so that you've got a better hit rate that way wow. um, so it's it's pretty much like a, a traditional kind of uh, conception they kind of hope yeah. for the best with you, sperm in the egg do you know it's really interesting um, that I've just sort of had this moment of Stephanie and I the the other two mums in the room here and we've it's it's highlighted what straight privilege we have that in in theory if Stephanie and I want to get pregnant really it's a fairly simple process and you're using all of this terminology and different options that you had to get pregnant whereas all things being equal Stephanie and I really just had mm-hmm. an, a fairly easy time of it in a sense and I just I, I just had quite a, a, an interesting moment then um it, yeah, it's sort of uh, taken me back a little bit, I suppose, as, as to how easy it can be for us. Um, we're going to go for a quick break. You are listening to Michelle Clayton, Beck, and Louise on Stand Up Straight on Joy. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. But what if it don't? What happens in my head stays in my head. But sometimes it won't. What if you knew what I was thinking? Would it make you like, whoa? I don't want to risk putting my foot in it. So I keep my mouth closed. All you hear is. Gonna buzz in my lips so the truth don't slip. My feelings keep escaping, so I make it a joke. Nonchalant, I keep on faking, so my heart don't get broke. I'm in the big, 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 big ocean, in a tiny little boat. I'll only put the idea out there if I know it's gonna float. All you hear is gonna buzz in my lips so the truth don't slip. Gonna buzz in my lips so the truth don't slip. 
this is Adelaide, and you're listening to my mum, Stephanie, and Michelle on Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. We have the lovely Anne Louise in this studio, uh, who is allowing us to ask her probably any question, I dare say, about um, being same-sex parents uh, to be. And you are 22 weeks today. Uh, We've had some nasty person send a message (laughs) in Anne Louise. Now, I don't know if you know who this person is. Obviously, doesn't know their geography. What is that Scottish girl saying? I can't understand a word she's saying. Do you happen to know who that might be? Yeah, I recognise that number. Although I have fallen for those texts (laughs) once in a while on on previous shows, like on her voice. She used to send them in all the time. This is my partner, by the way. She used to send them in all the time and I'd fall for them. I'm like, (gasps) who would say that? Oh, yeah. Well, I have to say, I put a lady on reception who's just come in to defend Anne Louise and we did have to say <laughs> we did know who it was. So it's lovely. You you are loved and cared for, aren't Aww, you? Yes, so I there am. was um we've got an interesting perspective in a minute um that we'll be able to come to because Beck is a lawyer and she's got um some different oh different kind of perspective that none of us would have, mm. I think. And but you you would wanted to Anne Louise say that there was a few other options as well mm. um than what you went with, but what were some of the options that you might have considered? That's right. So with the IEY, um in order for Medicare to be able to support you, because um in the eyes of Medicare and the law, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Beck. Um, same-sex couples are deemed um, socially infertile, which basically means that uh, given the choice, they probably could conceive. So there's nothing physically wrong with me that they know of that I can conceive. Because if you think about a, a fertility clinic, the vast majority of people in there are straight straight couples who mm. can't conceive mm-hmm. um, the traditional way, I guess, and need a bit of assistance in the clinic. Um and Medicare are fine to cover that, but because they deem us medically, or sorry, socially infertile, they basically give you a couple of goes. So you have a couple of goes with, or a few goes with IUI, which is um, uh, basically uh, intrauterine insemination. And if that doesn't work after a few attempts, they can then deem you as infertile and you'll oh. then comply for the IVF program. Okay. Because the fact of the matter is I could be infertile and what 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 mm. do I where do I draw the line? Do I have to try six times at a great yeah, cost yeah. Mm. to be deemed um, infertile? So apparently there is no law on this, and it is up to your fertility specialist to decide when is appropriate. And mm. usually it's two or three attempts at IUI. So this is this is my um, this is my experience. I don't know whether it's it's yeah. absolutely the law, but apparently it is a bit of a fuzzy line. Um, so I did comply for the IUI or for the IVF program, and um, we went and did it, and I got pregnant the first time. Wow! Yeah, so we was relation, really lucky. In relation to decisions, and again, we don't mean to. We're not, I'm not trying to be offensive or inappropriate, but is there a discussion around who will carry? The child is Firstly, it just a given. It's or? impossible for you to be offensive, I know, Michelle. But you know, some people you're might want to. Oh, thank you. Um, some people would want to ask, but don't. So, yeah. what kind of discussion, or what would have happened if you it's, both were as passionate about? Yeah, it's you know? it, look. It's quite simple. With Robin and I, it was quite straight down the line. She's absolutely no interest in carrying. She's maternal. She <laughs> yeah. wants to have children, but she she keeps saying she doesn't want to ruin her beautiful body. But I, I just <laughs> think it's because she just she has no interest in the the experience of doing it. Where I. Really really do. Mm. I 
I am abs- I'm a very sensual person and the idea of carrying a child was something mm-hmm. I didn't want to bypass. Um, so for me, it was it was quite important for me to go through that phase of mm-hmm. my life. But for her, not a bother. So it's a perfect situation because she won't have FOMO because I'm having a baby <laughs> and I won't feel guilty that that she's that it's not happening for her. Ideally, I would love her to have our second child mm-hmm. with the same donor. Ideally, it would be fabulous to be able to do that. But she doesn't have an interest and I have to respect that. There, there are a few couples that I know that I have that have had kind of similar feelings about it. And a, a particular couple I have, uh, friends of mine that I have, um, the fr- friend of mine's partner went through 18 rounds of IVF <gasps> at an um, at like enormous cost and she couldn't conceive and she's still trying because she, she desperately wants to have a child. And her partner, who's, who is my friend, got pregnant the first time conceiving mm. at home with fresh sperm. So it's it's very unfair and you know they're they're trying to deal with that disparity in their relationship as to why can why can you conceive and why can't I? Mm. I I'm lucky that I'll never have to have that discussion and um, because there isn't the interest there but with them you know I'd say it would be a source of a bit of an antagonism in their relationship but look they're 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 a great couple and they'll work it out and mm. I'm sure it's it's not an issue, but it's just it just shows you that it's so easy for some people and so difficult for others. So I'm very lucky and privileged. There are, I'm just wondering, Beck, if you've in your professional life have you come across similar or what? What's your focus I suppose yeah it's really interesting because I work as a family lawyer and I do a lot of um I guess work in this area uh I do a lot of donor agreements so people that are entering into arrangement with a known donor will often have an agreement with the donor about things about the child they're not legally binding yet do you mean like access and that's Uh, what you mean everything from um arrangements around how the child will be conceived to what will happen at the birth, who will be notified, what the child's name will be, how they'll be brought up, how often the donor might or might not spend time with the child. Um, They're they're not legally binding, but I think they're a really good tool for discussion, particularly, Mm. as I say, if you're entering into a known donor agreement, there's so many um, questions and it's a really good tool for people to at least have all those discussions and I guess going back to what you were saying, I always think it's a quite interesting discussion I've had with my clients that often um, people who get pregnant in a heterosexual relationship, it can happen without much thought or mm. forward mm. planning. And and in your sort of situation, yeah. I guess you have all this time to sort of think through who's going to have the baby, when, how is it going to happen, all mm. those sorts and of things. And we undergo counselling as yeah. well. Is that compulsory? Yes, it's compulsory. And I wow. honestly, I think every couple I, should have mm, to do I it. I absolutely agree. But did, do you, how did you feel... Although you're you are in agreement, but the fact that you are forced to have it originally, I felt a little bit offended oh, by it. Too. But then, when I actually had the two sessions, I was like, "This is great! It's Did really, Robin it's really education. Way, yeah, you, yeah, you wanted to totally benefit. And is, do they sort of pry into your no, life? A not lot at in all. What way? So how not is... at all. They're just preparing you for good news, bad news, the law, all that kind of stuff. So mm. very um, beneficial. I think any, even like a heterosexual couple would benefit from it And it's an it education, too. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We are being educated tonight by the lovely Anne-Louise. We are going to get to know her and uh, ask some, uh, at least I, uh, that I saw uh, online this week, 10 things you shouldn't ask a lesbian mum. Oh, we're going to <laughs> actually going to see if we can actually ask Anne-Louise. Well, you careful. Are listening, uh, you're listening to Stand Up Straight on Joy. 
104.9, Australia's best radio station. Welcome back to Stand Up Straight. I'm Beck, and I'm here with Michelle, Stephanie, Clayton and the informative and entertaining and wonderful <laughs> Amelaise. Oh, she just oh. hates those compliments. I hate that. Can I hate getting tell? compliments. Absolutely. Um, we've uh, got so many questions. If you out there listening, other than the uh, offensive lady... Um, <laughs> Who's uh, going to get please, a hiding um, later? Please send us a message in on 0427JOY949 or send us an email on air at joy.org.au. We would love to hear from you. I'd like to ask some of those typical questions that Go everybody on. wants to know. Have you had your 20-week scan? Yes, I have. Do you know the sex? I do, and but, I found out at 10 weeks. Oh, I don't want to oh, know. Yeah. Did you and, have the and Are you telling people? I didn't have an amnesia. Oh, yeah, it's totally public knowledge. Oh, okay. Would you like to know? I no, don't know. Well, I, don't I don't know. know. I kind of like the whole, I'm old fashioned. I kind of like the whole surprise But the thing is, it was, a, it was a surprise on the day because it was in an envelope and I got Robin to open it and she told me. I want to know. Just tell me. 
It's a little girl. Oh, nice. Oh, we won't nice tell Stephanie. And she has a vagina. <laughs> oh, and that was confirmed in the scan. It was so funny because in the scan, they do the kind of nappy shot. So he's like, that's lady one, lady two. I'm like, brilliant. Oh, it's like a, a millimeter. So, Amory, if fabulous. you ended up having IVF and you've yep. got to, excuse me, because I am trying to do the paneling and it's kind of, you know, <laughs> I'm not concentrating. I'm trying to concentrate on the panel on, and on you as well. But if you had IVF, did you have two eggs inserted or just the one? No, just one. Just one. In, in Australia, they don't, um, they don't really allow it unless you absolutely push for it or if you're over 40. Over 40, okay. Because yes. you're... Over 40, your hit rate is a lot less than it is under 30, but not saying, because look, any pregnancy over 30 in Ireland is called a geriatric pregnancy. Any <laughs> pregnancy over 35 in Australia is a geriatric pregnancy. Oh my God. So yeah, they tend not to do multiples because there's massive risks attached to multiples. Mm. Um, in Ireland, they will, uh, but here they won't. And I, I understand why. They need to find a better name for that. What? Yeah, I know. The geriatric, geriatric, geriatric I know. pregnancy. I like, actually it's... quite like it because I'm like, geriatric, yeah, my arse, <laughs> looking in the mirror. Of course. <laughs> You're looking good for in your geriatric. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I'm looking good for a granny. She's got hands on hips And what that. about all the nasty bits? Any morning sickness? Have you been? I mean, you were bit. talking about heightened sense of smell before, but. but I kind of always had a good one, but. Right. Um, yeah, morning sickness week six to ten, yeah. and that's when nobody knows the work. So you're like, uh, yeah, sorry, what was that you said? And Actually, so, on that, how did you tell work? Um, do they know? I'm assuming they know. I I tell work <laughs> if like they don't. They do they now. Do now. <laughs> I tell work like anybody would tell work, and I was absolutely petrified because I think women do feel that it's a gross inconvenience to work, which <laughs> makes you feel that's. Awful. Seriously, I'm not joking you. I'd say every woman who's had to do it just has felt awful about Who the process. Who am I letting down and all of that? The you shouldn't have to I because even shouldn't. if your boss is a man, he's, prob- he's probably had a wife that's had kids mm, mm. or if they're women, they've probably had or wanted kids at some point. So like they have to understand that it's a normal part of life, you Were know, you- and they're encouraged to embrace it but I still think you can't help but feel that you're letting them down. So were you concerned about reactions in other ways though? No, sexuality wise no. Yeah. That didn't even come into the equation it was just I'm not going to be here for five or six months. Can I ask whether anything's come along in the process of you know getting pregnant all those sorts of things where people have made assumptions about Mm. your sexuality or asked about your husband or Mm. No actually and I've I've expected it from the people in work who I'm not close with like I don't have a sign on my head saying I have um a girlfriend yeah um but certainly everybody I will never deny Robin so anytime we talk like they know that I've got a female partner no there's never been any issue I've had a couple of people who will say how and I'm like I'm sorry (laughs) and do you find that intrusive though oh my god like I didn't think I would Mm. but when it's from my inner circle and work and it and the question's genuinely um, that they're seeking education. Like how, how did you manage it? Mm. Like, it depends on how they say it. When you've got people going, IVF, is it Anne Louise? And you're just like, you don't know me. Mm. We've spoken three times. Mm. And I feel obliged to tell them the process. And it's not that I'm ashamed of it. I'm not at all. But, you know, what if I did it in an unconventional way mm. with, a, with a male partner? People might judge that. Or it just, it, it felt so horribly wrong when people I didn't know would ask me that and I'm not I'm normally an open book I really am so when it comes to my friends I'll I'll tell them the gory details I really will if they want to know but when strangers do it it's really inappropriate and I Mm. don't think honestly that's the only time I've ever felt that 
I was different. I don't think anybody would have asked me the process if I was in a straight relationship. It's true. No. Absolutely true. Yeah. So it's the only time I've ever felt that. And I did. It's because no Definitely. one wants to know in a straight relationship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like, you know, yeah. you, you're not going to say, oh, yes, well, I got my, my husband's penis very hard. And then, blah, blah, blah. you know, you're not going to go into those intimate oh, details. But I, <laughs> but I, but I, you know, I felt like it was a really intimate question that I'm happy to share with people I love, but I'm not happy to share with just anybody, you know? In, while we were doing some pre-show discussion, there was actually some assumptions made out there as well, talking about lesbian pregnancies. Mm. But I don't think that's really the right term for your situation, is it? Well, I'm in a lesbian relationship, but yeah. I am bi. But yeah. I, I, th- there's no difference, You're I don't with think. That. Yeah. yeah, because just people know me being with Rob. I've been with Robin for seven years, so it's like I, I'm in a gay relationship, so that's, it's never been an issue. It's a non-issue. So, Anne-Louise, why would you assume that... Um, once you've had the baby, that Robin wouldn't perhaps take the time off work and, and, and look after the baby? We discussed it and um, we're probably going to co-share when when I go off maternity leave because I really want to breastfeed. So I think it's an important it's important for me to take uh, the full maternity leave because they don't suggest that you stop breastfeeding for the first four months. Look, I could be a little bit wrong with that, but... Um, I intend on taking that kind of 18 weeks. I might be a little bit shy of that and let her, because she can share it with me by law. She can share it. Um, so maybe I'll let her have the last couple of weeks um, and then we're going to probably both go part-time or both work three days a week for six months. Do it that way. So, you know, I've every... Into- oh, trust me, as soon as she's home from work, she's getting the child. <laughs> I'll be like, there you go. Boof. And I just, you know, think that... You know, I mean, Two mummies are better mm. than one. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And she's, Robin will be seriously the best. You should hear her talking to our cats. Sometimes I, ca- I catch her talking <laughs> to the cats and she doesn't realise I'm there. And if I'm, I'm like, if she's even half that gorgeous with our child, you know, she's, she's just going to be, and she will be a better mother than I am. I know that for a fact. I know that I'm carrying her, but she will be the better mother. She'll be the one that will be like, don't mind your mummy. I'll, go on, I'll bring me. it to the pub. <laughs> you know, she's 15, she's not going to the pub. I'll go on, I'll, I'll take you for your first pint. That'll be Robin, you know, where I'll be the authoritarian and Robin will be the Bossy mum and Disneyland yeah, mum. totally. You seem more like the pint lady to me. I just, no, 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 not at all. Actually, no. too. No, I'm a non-drinker, so I definitely wouldn't be the pint. Um, I'm wondering if there's a long list or a short list of odd, awful or weird questions that you've been asked. You've told us one. Mm-hmm. You had people ask you or, or no. strange questions. Honestly, I haven't. Did you think there would have been more curiosity in a sense or? No. Uh, to be honest with you, the, the the notable reaction that I've had was that my friends who are really close to me didn't, in, didn't uh, inquire. So they kind of computed in their head. There's only a few different ways this could happen. It's probably one of them. And, and they, they just left it, left it at that until it, it came up mm. naturally in conversation. It's the people who don't know me and don't understand that that came out, blurted it out with the intrusive questions. Mm. I'm like sure my, they all went straight for the turkey baster. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Clayton, I think, you know, did, who knows? He's, he's trying to get turkey baster in a couple of times throughout yeah. the hour. I think we're <laughs> up to the count of two now, aren't we? Uh, we're going to come back and chat a little bit more with Anne Louise and get to know her. And we're going to ask some of these awful, horrid list of uh, 10 questions that you should not ask a lesbian mum. Uh, when we come back, you're listening to Stand Up Straight on Joy. Be an ally. Talk it out. Educate yourself. Stand up straight on Joy 94.9. Hi, 
Okay, we have Anne-Louise who is sharing um, the story of her... I don't know if we can say the story, but the beginning of a new path that she's um, on uh, a mum. 22 weeks? I said the word daughter the other day. (gasps) Somebody said about my daughter and I was like, oh my God. Because I've always said just little girl, I'm having a girl. girl, It's all been girl, girl, girl. Now I'm like saying my daughter and that's just so weird. It is. You'll find there'll be a lot of moments and especially, uh, I don't know if Stephanie can relate to this, but I remember catching my reflection in a shop window thinking, do I look like that? I know. So so it's it's quite a, being a mum is one of the most phenomenal things I have to say. Well, we know that radio is not a visual medium, but just so everyone can know, <laughs> and Louise doesn't look a bit pregnant. Not at all. Whatever. I know. For someone who's 22 weeks pregnant, you look <laughs> you amazing, Thank but you. has that beautiful pregnant glow about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's actually wearing the stripes to highlight the bump. <laughs> oh, well done, <laughs> so, okay, yeah. It's accentuating my bump. <laughs> the opposite of what we usually do. Yeah, exactly. Right. Vertical stripes, vertical stripes. <laughs> so um, we've uh, had a couple of messages in. So thank you. And if you still have a message uh, that you want to send through, you can do for. I was going to give my number. 0427. Come on, girl. Joy949. Well done. And the email address, Anne Louise. Oh, Jesus. On air at joy.org.au. Well done. See? Well done. The oh, Jesus part wasn't part of the email address. (laughs) There's a bit of ad lib going on. Um, Pardon me. So we've had a message in from Donna. How does adoption or legalities work with lesbian mums? Is one favoured more or can the other have more equal rights at any point? That's probably a joint question for Beck as well as Annalise. Yeah, well, I guess I'll put my lawyer hat on. Um, the, the law in this country struggles to keep up with society sometimes, but Victoria is one of the more progressive states, I think, legally in this space. And one of the things that I think a lot of women don't know, and Annalise, you were saying you didn't realise, is that um, both... You both mothers are the legal parents of the child, provided they are in a relationship at the time of conception and consented. Both consented to the procedure, and they're both the legal parents of the child, mm-hmm. and both listed on the child's birth certificate, which is really important. And that's since two thousand and ten. That's is been. there a space for I don't know two mother, mums, or mother mo- and parent, so they can't be mother and mother. I no, no, because well, fo- it has to. You have to I be able just, to put like yeah, a man's mother. name in as well. I wonder has anybody ever asked you? What do you put on the? What will you put on the birth? birth well, I'm the mother. So has anyone said? But what would you put for father or anything like that? Has anyone ever? Um, no, 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 Just, no one's asked me that. But I think I think it's very important, particularly for Robin for this to happen mm, because mm. It, it just means we don't have to go through a len- lengthy adoption procedure, and also. She she gets legal recognition, which is fabulous. She should. To get she should. Uh, selfish for a moment, does that mean that if two guys decide to have a baby, they can't put both names on I the certificate? I actually don't know. It's oh, Beth, we have Beth here. We have our family. I was looking at you. I should have been looking at you. The clock is ticking. Um, It's a lot more complicated, unfortunately, for men. Um, There's ways that they can get legal uh, recognition, I guess, as the as the child's uh, parent for one of a. A different word, but um, it's unfortunately a lot more complicated for men, and some of that's biology that the mm. woman's actually having the baby, yes. whereas with two men, um, neither of them have you know had the child, so it is more complicated for them. And I think there's some work to do mm. in the in the law reform in that space. So it hasn't the the process hasn't evolved to understand that. Yeah, the law yeah. always has to catch up a little bit with <laughs> yeah. with the world. Yeah, there's um, I know on uh, 
word for word there was I'm not quite sure when but I know that the, the podcasts are available and you were part of yeah I just give a little bit of a plug my wonderful law firm Nichols Family Lawyers we did a um, podcast uh, radio series with Joy in June last year with Dean Beck and word for word where we it was called Modern Families and the Law mm. and we talked about the legal issues um, faced by I guess rainbow families and some of those complexities about surrogacy co-parenting arrangements birth certificates and all those sorts of things so um, I know that's still on the Joy website under word for word and I think it's really um, easy for me to plug because I was part of it but it's a really user-friendly useful discussion of um, some of the legal issues around around Mm. the rainbow families. Were you surprised or at all Eloise that there were so many legal hoops or so many things that you had to consider? To be honest with you it's and this is this is lesbian privilege. You know, it was pretty simple for us. Really? A- and as well, with our donor, our donor gets a mention on the birth certificate as well. Because in Victoria, um, the donor program is quite stringent. So um, men who um, who do get involved in the donor program, like they have to go through the same counselling that we do. So it's not oh. just, it's not just, a cup and then, and then get $1,000 <laughs> for it. It's very much not. It's a very um, altruistic process. Hold on, how much? <laughs> I think in America I think in America you get paid for it but um, it's a very much an altruistic process um, they're quarantined and all that kind of stuff to make it safe and um, as well the donors also have to consent to being contacted when the child is 18 mm. so they can choose to have between 3 and 10 families um, so they can say I only want 3 families to be made and that can have multiple children per family um, or it can be up to up up to 10 but they have to be prepared to get a phone call from BMD so basically how it works is when my daughter reaches 18 um, I, I'll have an ID on her birth certificate she can contact um, the donor I'll, I'll know who the donor is at that point um, and the reason behind that and I guess the the, the logic behind it is that your child has a, a right to understand their heritage, mm. which I think is really important and I'd okay. never want to don- deny my child that and I wouldn't have gone through this process if I couldn't have done mm. that. Um, and she can contact him. They can the, the BMD will make the arrangements for the meeting or the telephone call or whatever it is and then it can proceed from there. But the, I think the whole point is that they're 18, they're adults, they don't need help anymore. So the, the donor fathers don't need to worry about that aspect of it. We've had another message in, and one of the things that the discussion has made me think about, this is from the the person, uh, is the number of times my sister has had people tell her that their daughter looks like her, even though she is, as she refers to herself, the incubator mum and not the bio mum. Sometimes she explains the situation and other times she doesn't. So she, it's actually a friend of mine who messaged in, um, they were a lesbian couple who decided to take the egg from one mum and put it in the other mum to to incubate mm-hmm. incubate mm-hmm. the child so that they both have a very strong connection to the child, one That's from lovely, biology, one mm. from um, physiology. So Yeah. yeah. So there's diff- do you have to sort of... Uh... One of the other stupid questions that that was mentioned in in this list um, is that do you have to be aware of jealousy from the other partner or would that be an issue? And I think it's an odd question, but I don't know whether it it is um, something that you discuss because you have different roles, as do, you know, a mother and a father. We we have different roles. Yeah. Well, it's nature versus nurture. Of course. So that, you know... We're very strong on the fact that nurture is way outweighs nature. Mm. Absolutely. 
Um, so Robin doesn't have a problem with it because I I know how much of, it, of a positive effect she'll have on our daughter mm. and how much she we have the same values. This is why we're so good together. Yeah. You know, we're going to bring up our child a certain way and, you know, that's going to be afflicted on her, whether she, whether she likes it or not, but it will in, in her early childhood. And I think nature has very little to do with it, literally except genes. That's all it is. It's mm. physical attributes. Mm. There are some personality traits that will come through, yes, but they can be, you know, the physicality can't really be manipulated, mm. but, but I think people can grow and be be different from their parents for example if their parents are horrible people you can be a nice person it's cool. it's about it's about nurture and it's about having the right environment which I believe will both provide speaking of parents and I think the the only question I had and we didn't even get to what the answer was but about telling your parents and your siblings did you was this because you're uh, you got a lot of family overseas mm-hmm. did you Skype them or was um, it a phone or was some- it a text or a post-it how so my sister, them? my sister, I Skyped and I told her quite early on when I had my first It's Alive scan, which is nine weeks. Mm. Um, and uh, that was, it was quite funny. She was very chuffed. My mom, I didn't want to Skype uh, because I was terrified because my mom can't really hold in her physical reaction. So I was like, I don't want to see it if it's disappointment. Okay. So um, I rang her instead and her reaction was as I expected, but probably a little bit um, inappropriate. She just said, what? How? Who's the father? Oh, oh. Yeah. So I, I was like, OK, reflex. three questions you don't ask your child when yeah. she tells you that she's pregnant. And I mm. kind of laughed it off, as I always do when people say inappropriate things to me, because it's my way of coping with it. Mm. And, you know, I laughed it off as, oh, it's, it's just her. But, you know, really, it was inappropriate. And I think I went home and I discussed it with Robin and she's like, it was really hurtful what she said. And I said, yeah, it really was hurtful. And I had a word with my sister and I think my she talked to my mother and I think my mother was mortified that I was hurt by what she said when it was a natural gut reaction Mm. from her. She was like, how the hell? What, what, what? You know, I don't. But she's done a complete 180, by the way. I was going to say. Yeah, she has. Last. Yeah. 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 She's Um, knitting matinee clothes furiously. (laughs) We are going to come back and have another couple of minutes with Anne-Louise. You're listening to Stand Up Straight on Joy. Come with me and we'll be in a world of pure frocculation. Hello, lovelies, it's Frock Hudson and you're listening to Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. We're nearly at the top of the hour. Anne-Louise, we wish we'd have you for another couple of hours, but uh, Spirit Lounge in the woods. Ah, Jesus, we could talk for days. Come on. certainly could. (laughs) Uh, So... Uh, lots and lots of questions. We might get you. We progress. We'll follow your pregnancy life. Maybe when I'm a, <gasps> when oh I'm a big heifer, you can get me no. back in again. It's our very own stand up straight baby. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we, oh, we, we, the big question, Beck, is what? Who is going to be? Who is uh, she going to be named after? Don't tell us, Anne Louise. Oh, I'll tell no. you. Um, big it's question. It's Mac. I'm afraid. <laughs> you just didn't get a look in. Um, oh, actually, oh. I, I shall talk to you later about it. <laughs> Role model mums, do you think you are? And are you going to be? Big question. Uh, I've definitely got my flaws. I think Robin's perfect. I think Aww. she'll be I think she's she'll be a great I'm I have like the shortest fuse. It where changed. Robin has all the patience. Clearly she's with me. Mm. So she has all the patience <laughs> in the world and she's just a wonderful person and I think honestly I can't think and all of our friends say this, I can't think of anybody who would make a better mother than Aww. her. Honestly. That's a beautiful, really? beautiful, it's beautiful. True. I just want to 
I just want to mention before we go, the lesbian couple we had, sorry, my mic wasn't on, um, they, they actually have a blog you can check out at biomumandincubatormum.blogspot.com.au. I think that's awesome what they've done. And I think that's like the, the ultimate really, mm. isn't it? Like it's pretty hard to do, mm. but it's, it's the ultimate. It's fantastic. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. I would lo- we'll have you in a couple more times and, uh, and uh, see how things are progressing, if anything uh, else you want to share with us. I'm quite sure there will be. Thank you, Stephanie, across the desk for making us sound wonderful. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Clayton, for joining us. Thank you, Beck, for the uh, legal angles. Oh, look, and I won't even charge you for it this oh, time, Michelle. Oh, good on you. And thank you, the lovely Anne Louise. And oh, we love you, Robin, so too. Nice. Uh, thank you, everyone. Spirit Lounge at 8 o'clock. 9 o'clock is the woods. You've been listening to the gang of Stand Up Straight on Joy 94.9. You can find more Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.